Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> we're festive. We hope you're festive and ready for a good holiday weekend. This is the South Side Beat, as we are every Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern, sharp here on DK Pittsburgh Sports. Friday, December 22nd is the date. One day before Festivus, two days before Christmas Eve, uh, <laughs> three days before Christmas, of course. Chris Hallett, Corey Christen with you in our best ugly sweaters. Chris, is that, what is that? Is that Captain America? There it you is go. Cap- it is a, is a Captain America ugly Christmas sweater. There you go. Mine is, um, my favorite. mine's Crash Bandicoot, and it says, All I Wumpa Christmas nice. is you. Like nice. Wumpa fruit. So it's a, I'm yeah. not going to go too far down with the camera, but there's a, uh, like the old school Crash Bandicoot face for you. So that's a, that's a good one. Um, yeah. I I just uh, it, it, what's funny. <laughs> Teresa says she loves the hat. Funny story. It's actually my wife's Christmas uh, or Santa hat. Nice. Uh, I can't find mine. I don't know where mine is. It's somewhere in the shuffle here. Uh-oh. That it, that is a uh, that is a household with two young children. Yeah, um, but uh, it's somewhere. I'll find it before Christmas. Uh, but for right for today's show, I needed something to, to wear and, um, my wife's Santa hat will do. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I, yeah. Darren, ugly, I texted Chris this morning. I said, ugly sweaters today. And he said, all right. And I said, sure. heck yeah. Today's I'll the play. day to do it of all the days. I mean, we're, I mean, this is the last show before Christmas. So, yep. I mean, let's, let's enjoy it. We're going to do uh live cues today. Yeah. Um, or you know, live cues, just live questions, whatever your questions yeah. are, comments are. Let's try to have some fun because we've been doing a lot of um, complaining. Yeah, it's been a lot. It's Fire. been a lot of, a lot oh, of negativity, a lot of negativity. It? Now, granted, now granted, like you know, th- this football team's given us a lot of reason to be negative because they're they're playing terrible, terrible, terrible football right now. But you yeah. know, let's let's try to let's try to enjoy it. Let, let's try to have some fun. Spread some Christmas cheer. Spread some joy. Uh, let's do that. There was an ant that just crawled across my desk. And ant, how did it get up here? I got it. How did it get up here? Number one. Number two, I thought it was too cold for ants, but we, we oh, took care of that. Cold for ants. I have ants here t- 24, 7 through 65. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Questions all day today for about 20 minutes or so. I shouldn't yeah. say all day then. And then the last 10 minutes, we'll give picks for the Bengals game. We'll, we'll take care of those at about 20 after um, yeah. here, here on the South Side Beat today. So let's go to Jim. Who asked, did you see Bill Cowher talking on Pat McAfee's show? Love to hear what he had to say about coaching. I did not hear the interview. Um, I don't watch that show, but I read, you know, his comments afterwards. Yeah. And yeah, of course, Bill Cowher is going to have an opinion of what's going on here with the Steelers. And, you know, I, I think that I'm not going to say what he is saying is jaded in any way, because, again, he, he's been in uh, a different position, certainly, than I have been in my career. But um I think what Bill Cowher has to say matters to a certain volume. And if he had strong feelings about what's going on with the Steelers and he felt the need to say them on a show that wasn't NFL on CBS, where he usually speaks, yeah. then that probably means something. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, I didn't watch the entire interview. I saw a couple of the comments. Um, listen, like, I, I think I honestly think he went about it in, in a really, really um, honest yet respectful way. You know, he could have been, you know, he could have gone about it in a very, very, you know, he could have been Ryan Clark or anybody else and just attacking and, and throwing. And I'm not, you know, trying to criticize Ryan Clark or anything like that. Anybody who's 
you know, been in that locker room, you know, been employed by that, by that football team, you know, they, I think they have a, a right to an opinion for sure. Um, but I, I do think Bill Cowher went about it the right way. Um, you know, he obviously had that position before Mike Tomlin. Uh, he had his good moments and he had his bad moments. Remember three straight losing seasons with, with Bill Cowher. Yeah. Um, you know, four total, I think total, you know, I think it was 98 through 2000 and then Oh three, obviously, um, those are the only ones I can think of, uh, in terms of losing seasons, but you know, he had his low moments and he also had his really good moments. Um, he was a good football coach and he deserves his place in the hall of fame. He deserves to have an opinion for sure. And I think he went about it in the right way. I think it just goes to show the kind of class that Bill Cowher is. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Um, George asks, happy holidays. Well, happy holidays to you. What is the future for the Steelers and how can we make it better? Well, we can't do anything about it, but what no. they can do. What they can do is go into this offseason with, I think, what needs to be a fresh approach at this. Mm-hmm. And when I say fresh approach, I mean they need to put everything on the table. And that includes the head coach, mm-hmm. obviously the offensive coordinator, the defensive coordinator, the quarterback, the coaching staff. All of it needs to be on the table. The roster, the rest of the roster, Sands quarterback, all of it needs to be looked at and say, is this a position where we can improve? And if that answer is yes, and a spoiler, a lot of those positions are going to be yeses. Yeah. And if that is a position where they say, yes, we can improve. Yes, we have the means to improve it. That's where they should go. And I know that's a very vague answer. And there's going to be a lot more discussion, obviously, about the offseason once we get there, potentially mm-hmm. as early as January 8th. But there's there's no stone that should be left unturned in this offseason. There's nothing that you look at this roster and you say, well, that's settled, you know, other than TJ Watt and maybe Cam Hayward and Alex Highsmith. Yeah. Nothing is safe right now. And yeah, the rookie class turns out to be a good one. And I think that there's going to be a little bit of turnover, at least within the roster, certainly. But I think it's not out of the realm of possibility that this coaching staff has some turnover as well. And that includes the possibility of one Mike Tomlin. Yeah. Um, Robert asks, who has the ugliest Christmas or ugliest sweater, Corey or Chris? I don't know. I, I mean, it, I don't know. I mean, does it does there have to be a winner? My wife and I have this debate. My wife and I have this debate quite a bit. Like, do you have to choose a favorite of anything? Like, really? Like, what in the universe requires you to choose? Like, when people say, oh, my favorite Disney movie is X. Or my favorite, you know, or just anything. And, and like, so many people are like, I have to have a favorite. It's like, why do you have to have a favorite? Yeah. You know, just, you know, everybody has their opinions. Everybody likes them. And. Everybody likes what they like. Everybody dislikes what they what they don't like. And I I like yours. I like mine. I think that they're both ugly, which is the whole mm-hmm. point of an ugly Christmas sweater. I preferably like mine because it was a it was a Christmas present for my wife a few years ago. She got it for me because I saw it on Facebook and I thought it was freaking awesome. But I also loved playing Crash Bandicoot. So mine's got like the little wampa fruits on the sleeves and like nice. on the bottom where the trim are. The thing I don't like about the sweater is the collar, the, the like bacon neck, yeah. you know, melon ball collar. I don't like it that much, but I mean, that kind of adds to the ugly factor of it. But it's also uncomfortable and hot. This one's it, not that bad. This one's not that bad. 66 degrees outside right now. So it's, um, uh, it's not yeah. that here. I, it's not that here. I can tell you that. I can tell you that much. Um, Crash Bandicoot was one of my favorite series playing growing up. Oh, yeah. 
that and Spyro the Dragon were my two favorites. Spyro was my all-time favorite video game. Um, love it. Who's the DB coach? Asked Mark. Uh, Grady Brown is your guy on that. And I think uh, I think he could be safe in this whole yeah. idea of what coaches could go, what coaches could stay. I think uh, just if, if I can kind of give some insight on Grady Brown a little bit, because uh, not only from the obviously, you know, Corey's on the beat this year. I was on the beat last year, but, um, you know, getting to go to the senior bowl and watch him coach or like like coordinate a defense at the senior bowl. Um, hear him speak through that lens. And then I ran into him uh, again at the combine, had some, you know, good conversation with him. Um, he, he is a guy who like you, you have a, you have just a short little conversation with him. You get why he is a coach that could be looked at as like a, a commodity elsewhere in a few years. Sure. Um, does he have room to improve? Absolutely. He has room to improve. Every coach does. Um, but, I think is I think he's a good coach. I think he's a good coach. Um, I don't think he's like an like an all star or anything like that. But I think there's a a reason why he was chosen to be a defensive coordinator for uh, the Senior Bowl la- uh, last year. And uh, I think yeah, like I said, you know, of all the guys who are on staff, I think he's pretty safe. Yeah. Uh, let's go to again. We're taking questions, live questions for the next ten minutes or so. So if you have a question about the Steelers or about Christmas or anything. Shoot us a question. We'll answer it here live. Uh, And we do these sometimes on Fridays. I think today was a pretty good day to do it going into the holiday, the game tomorrow. Um, A lot more talk of anything but the game this week, I feel. And I think some of it for good reason and some of it for, well, we just had to, we had to do this. It was, we had to get it out of the way. We had to to bring the temperature down because, you know, the, the George Pickens thing, brought that to a boiling point <laughs> mike in texas asks is it obvious during the week in practice for you to know if someone is elevated on the depth chart i know for qb it would be but what about say rb i think it depends on the week number one and like for example we can't report directly who's getting what snaps unless that player directly says i'm getting snaps here which mm-hmm. is why i can say on this show that eric Rowe took first team snaps at safety this week because he told me I took first team snaps at safety this week. So there's rules that we have to abide by as reporters when we're inside that building. But that being said, we can watch practice and give us ideas to ask players like, Hey, you know, obviously no Kenny this week, Yeah. but you know, Kenny was taking reps behind Mason and that was shown in, in open practice windows that we had as reporters, you know, with filming. And then, that's also confirmed by the fact that Mason's starting and Mike Tomlin said as much. So there's certain things we can or can't do. Now we can watch practice and say, Oh, that's interesting that Eric Rose taken first team snaps at safety instead of either Trent Thompson, who is, you know, out this week or instead of yeah, Jalen Elliott, who is on the practice squad and has been here for a little bit. Hmm. You can look at that and say, Oh, that's interesting. And then go into the locker room. And if you find Eric Rowe, go, Hey man, you know, what kind of reps have you been taking? And and he can say it. So it depends on that kind of stuff. So, yes, it is actually obvious, but it's not something that we can outwardly report without a player putting it on record that they are doing that. All right. We got some news here. Some Go breaking ahead. news. All right, um, me. Let me um, tee it up. Hold on. I, I, I accidentally X out of it. Did not mean to do that. All right. <clears throat> the Steelers have activated Elijah Riley from uh, IR. Not surprising. Nope. Uh, they have signed Kyron Johnson to the active roster. Okay. 
and elevated Miles Jack and Eric Rowe from the practice squad to the active roster. Okay. The active slash inactive roster. So they've elevated them from the practice squad. So Okay, so look at some uh, two dogs, one bone situation, as Terrell Austin said the other day for, you know, Miles Jack, Blake Martinez. They need a solution up the middle. They need a solution up the middle with, with inside linebacker and safety depth at an all-time low, arguably. And Elijah Riley, you know, it's been pretty much known that he was going to play this week. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, whether he starts or not is yet to be seen. Now, Eric Rowe is going to be one of those starting safeties. And I think there was a question here, actually, uh, from I Am Happy. Who's our starting safeties tomorrow? I would expect it to be Eric Rowe and then potentially a lot of snaps like we saw in the Colts game for Patrick Peterson. I think those two guys make the most sense at this stage, given Minka's out, Neal's out, KZ suspended, Thompson's out. Elijah Riley's just coming off of IR. So there's there's a lot of those guys that are shuffling around and I think it's I think it's well within the realm of possibility that it's Eric Rowe and Patrick Peterson. Mm-hmm. But then you get to see Levi Wallace and Joey Porter start at corner and then you see more snaps for James Pierre. And maybe you could see some snaps from Riley in the slot or in the three safety look or at corner. I think that's very possible to see all of that. I, I don't think anything should be off the table with, with the back end tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, Monogahela Mike asks, what happened to Ant-Mac? Uh, he was cut. Released. Uh, they needed to. Uh, they needed a, a roster spot to activate Elijah Riley, and that was the uh, that was the casualty. Now, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they brought him back onto the practice squad, but – for the time being, man, like he had lost the kick return job to uh, Iguabuque. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I, I, there's, I mean, it doesn't get any more simple than that, really. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, they, yeah. It's just they, they need a roster spot. Of course, you risk losing him when you cut him, but I mean, who else are you going to cut? Right. right. Realistically. Brent says if Mason shows something, do we dump Mitch, you think? I don't think they dump Mitch Trubisky. Uh, regardless if Mason shows something or not. At this point, you I think need to make sure Kenny's healthy. Right. And, and at this yeah. point, I think it's clear their intent on keeping three quarterbacks no matter what. Yeah. You know, with that, with taking advantage of the emergency QB situation on Sundays, that affords an extra roster spot that affords, hey, you can roster three quarterbacks and one of them has to be made inactive. I think that that's something they want to take advantage of because otherwise, why would they have held on to Mason Rudolph and re signed him with the money they they did? I mean, like he did, he's not making a ton of money, but also they didn't have to re-sign Mason Rudolph when they were giving Mitch Trubisky the amount of money they were giving him, and then with Kenny being the surefire starter. So yeah. I, I think they keep Mitch around at least for the last few games of the season. Now, what happens in the offseason, you know, as a as a potential cap casualty, being a guy that has a pretty good amount of money headed his way with an extension that he just signed, I don't think that's any uh, I don't think that's out of the realm of any possibility that, you know, over the offseason, we can see a change there. Uh, Brent asks, hearing the stats earlier today from Highsmith, do you think Herbig could possibly take that position over the next year and trade him? I like Herbert's motor. I really don't think so. I don't think they're thinking about that right now. They're thinking about, mm-hmm. I mean, they, they just signed Highsmith to an extension. I I don't think that that's, I, I think Herbig, Herbig was an example to me of, 
you you take a best player available type situation, which is how the Steelers should draft. I mean, they obviously didn't have a big need at, at edge rusher. That yes, they needed to provide you know get some depth there, um, for sure. But I mean, you have your two surefire starters in T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith, and you draft a guy like like Nick Herbig to see what happens. You know, who knows if. TJ goes down with a with a lengthy injury, or Highsmith goes down with a lengthy injury, and all of a sudden you need somebody to step up. And if Herbig steps up, then great. You know, you'd rather have too many guys that are really good at one position than not have like like you're in a situation with linebacker or safety right now, where you get so decimated by injuries that you're down to nothing. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I I just I don't think just Herbig's I don't think Herbig's performance necessarily dictates what they do with Highsmith. You know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's they. I think they said that whenever they signed him to an extension. Darren, five gifted. We appreciate that. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Take the free got, gifts. Yeah, if you got well, a gift from Darren. <laughs> yeah, if you got it, if you got a gifted from Darren, make sure you pick that up and drop a thank you in the chat. Teresa asked, "What about the GM? I think Colbert spent too many drafts in the win now mode to appease Ben and drafted needs slash toys instead of uh, BPA best player available. I think Omar Khan's pretty safe. I think his draft was good." Yes, I think his draft very... was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, contrary to maybe like, you know, they don't throw to Darnell Washington enough, for example, or Herbig doesn't get enough snaps, for example. Like, I think they had a good draft still. And I think they're going to see that. And I think Khan made some good free agent signings. Like if, if Cole Holcomb and Quan Alexander don't get hurt for the rest of the season, mm-hmm. you know, it's arguable that this, you know, inside linebacker room is going to be a little bit different. Obviously, KZ was re-signed. Um you know, they went out and addressed cornerback in the draft. They addressed tackle in the draft. Um, I, I think I think Khan's pretty safe. I think he's fine no. um, in, in that position. Uh, Jonathan asked, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Mine's Christmas Vacation, easily. Hmm. Easily. Chevy Chase, legend. Absolutely legendary Christmas movie. Uh, mine, for the longest time, was the original Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think that's still like up there just in terms of nostalgia, but uh, over, over the years and especially in the last seven or eight years, elf has become my favorite. I've, I've loved elf for a long time, pretty much ever since it came out. Uh, But I just, the more and more I watch it, the more and more I love it. And uh, yeah, it's perfect blend between comedy to, especially since I have kids to family appropriate to, um, nostalgic to just a little bit of everything that I like to feel for whenever I sit down and watch a Christmas movie. So yeah, oh, Elf, Elf, Elf is up there. Um, Santa Claus is up there. Christmas Vacation's great. There's a lot of really good Christmas movies out there. Um, I like the ones on Netflix, the Christmas Chronicles. My kids love those. Uh, I like the first one more than the second one. Uh, I think Kurt, uh, Kurt Russell was a really interesting uh, and different Santa Claus. If you haven't seen those, I, I do recommend at least the first one for sure. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, Elf is Elf is still is my actual favorite right now. Yeah, Christmas Vacation is always in forever mind. Too many quotables. Chevy Chase is amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I it took me a long time to figure out that Johnny Galecki, like Roseanne's son, and uh, you know TV's son at least, and Leonard from The Big mm-hmm. Bang Theory is Russ. Yeah. It took me forever to figure that out. But, uh, <laughs> I think that's a cool little little thing for the present day. Um, and, and like when I hear Meli Kaliki Maka, I think of the scene where Chevy Chase is staring out the window into the <laughs> pool and like the model from the like lingerie stand at the mall is yeah. standing like standing there by the pool and everything. And then his niece comes up on him. Yeah. I thought 
I, I think that scene is like that movie itself is hilarious, but that scene, like every time I hear that song, I think of that scene. Uh, <laughs> Ken asks, is Rudolph the forgotten quarterback starting, starring, starting against the Bengals? Uh, yes, he is. It'll be Mason Rudolph under center. Kenny Pickett is out. He's not playing. So I would expect him to be inactive. And then Mitch Trubisky uh, will be the backup. And that leads me to a question from Jim. Do you think Kenny's tracking to play next week? I do think that's the case. I don't think he would have been limited all week if they didn't think that he could at least have a chance to play tomorrow. Now, what that's going to mean for next week is I would want what I would think happens off the top of my head is that he's going to practice in some kind of limited capacity, potentially Wednesday, and then get back to full Thursday or Friday, if not both days. It would have to be a full practice next Friday for him to have a chance to play against mm -hmm. Seattle, I think. So given that he practiced on a limited basis three times this week, I think that's a good sign going into next week. Good comment there from Ken. Uh, then one snowy Christmas Eve, Tomlin came to say, Rudolph, with your passes right, won't you guide my team tonight? That's a that's a good that's a good lyric right there. There you go. There you go. Uh, um, very, very uh, Christmas reference, Home Alone. There's an answer from Frank there. Home Alone is a favorite Christmas movie. That's um, a good one. My, is Die uh, Hard a Christmas movie? Yes. Yeah, absolutely is. Thank you. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. It's, some people some people say that it's not you know there there are some there are like okay like i i and consider those people are wrong by the way okay by the way another uh, all-time favorite christmas movie and i consider this to be one of those to me die hard is like it can be either one it can be a non-christmas it, it's a movie you can watch all year round but it's also a christmas movie right um just friends is another one for me with mm. ryan reynolds and amy smart like it's not necessarily a Christmas movie, but it's a Christmas movie. It takes place during Christmas. There's a lot of Christmas elements in it. It's a Christmas movie to me. And I and I, I love it. That's also up there. I freaking love a lot of things with Ryan Reynolds, but that one's freaking hilarious. Well, Bruce Reynolds is wrong, Ryan. That's a Christmas movie. <laughs> that is a Christmas movie. Uh, Ken asked, do, do the Steelers have four quarterbacks on the roster? They have three on the active roster, being Mitch Trubisky, Mason Rudolph, and Kenny Pickett. And they have one on the practice squad that is Trace McSorley. He's on the practice squad, not on the active 53. Penn State alum. Yep. Uh, Gino asks about a pit alum, Terrell Austin. Where did Terrell Austin go? He's still the DC. Yeah. He's still the he defensive coordinator. He's not going, he hasn't gone anywhere yet. He, well, who knows if he's going to go anywhere uh, to begin with. Uh, Jason, I'm, he might live in the Midwest because he spelled Meyer like the grocery store. Uh, he says, hey guys, did you see us getting rid of Pat Meyer, the offensive line coach? Anybody um, on the offense on the offensive side of the ball is safe, honestly. Right. There's there that was going to be my answer too. I think any no. any position coach on the offensive side needs to be looked at. Um, I think it's well within the realm of possibility that Pat Meyer could be let go of, and you know that's that's the, the start of it to say with the rest of the position coaches, nothing can really yeah. be sure um, as of this point. Two more, and then we'll we'll get to Mike uh, one Rose. more. Mike Rosenthal has a has a, another yeah. good one. Jingle all the way, underrated classic. Anything with Arnold. There you go. Think Kenny will get hurt standing on the sidelines? Asked Mark. No, and I think he might actually be in the booth. He's been in the booth while he's been hurt. Um, just so a I, pass comes over, they may have to go get down. Nakatomi Plaza. Sorry, I gotta keep doing Martin. You got me started, my Arnold. Yeah, there you go. There you go. All right, let us go. Make predictions. Put them in the chat. We'll put them on the screen. Live in living color, Steelers Bengals Saturday. Ugh. Chris, do you want to go first for a prediction? No. <laughs> yeah, I'll go. Um, listen. Oh, all right. There is um, 
the Bengals are, are by the way, the, the Bengals are, are, I mean, they're, they're not eight and six uh, by accident. They, they have also had to face a lot of adversity. They lost Joe Burrow, uh, DJ readers out. Uh, one of their started, their leading interception guys out. Um, they, they are, they're a legit football team, man. And they're doing it with Jake Browning, a quarterback. Um, this defense is still vulnerable. The the Bengals defense is still vulnerable. They've done they've been a bit better against the run. They held the Colts to only 46 yards on the ground. Um held the Jaguars to 71 yards on the ground. Um, but this is still a defense that there is there are yards to be had against against that that defense. That being said, I do not trust the Steelers defense to keep the Bengals at bay, along with I don't trust the Steelers offense to score enough. Um, the bank, the, the defense is too banged up in the middle of the field. Um, and the offense has given me no reason to trust them. And I don't think a change to Mason Rudolph is going to be enough to, to fix that. Um, I do think the Steelers have the potential to score some points in this game, just because of the mentioned, you know, the reasons I mentioned, um, but I'm, I again, I, I don't trust this offense enough to be like, yeah, they can go win me a football game. So I'm going to say the Bengals win uh, 27 to 16. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm along the same wavelength of you in the realm of I don't trust the Steelers to score more than the Bengals. Like I, it sounds so conventional and easy. It's like, duh, that's how you win. And that's how you play. Football. <laughs> you got to score more points than the other team. If you do that, you're going to win. But I don't think the Steelers have the capability to do that right now. Yeah. Like even with Cincinnati, not have a Jamar chase and Jake Browning playing quarterback. I still think, and this is an indictment on the system. This is an indictment on the offense that they run. This isn't necessarily about Najee Harris or Jalen Warren, or Pat Fryermuth, or Deontay Johnson, or George Pickens. This is about the system they run because it's so simplified and it's so easy to diagnose. And I think for any defense that has looked at the Steelers over the last three games, you can see that these concepts are not, you know, they're not flashy. They're not hard to figure out. And that's how the, that's what the case has been all season long for this offense. So with that said, I think like a Cincinnati 27 to 10, I think it's going to be more than a two score. I think it could be a two score game no. very easily, if not somewhere in the realm of 10 to 14 points, like yeah. a 27, 10 or a 27, seven or a 27, 14. That's what I see this being. And like 16 is reasonable for first half yards. Yeah, Bob. I mean, <laughs> but that's the feel of this team. That's what this team yeah. is giving off right now. And it's hard to trust it. I mean, I've said this for weeks now, Without repeating myself, this team, you can't trust them. You can't trust them to go out and score. You can't trust them to go out and stop. And now they're down to Michael Walker, Blake Martinez. They're elevating Miles Jack. You know, uh, gosh, at safety, they're going to have to play Eric Rowe and potentially Miles Killebrew and Pat Peterson and Elijah Riley. I mean, that's what the defense is down to. Yeah. So when you have those many guys out and, and the, the big holes up the middle – Hard to stop a team, any team. Even without with Jamar all of Chase. That. Even without Jamar Chase, they still got T. Higgins, which, by the way, if you did not watch the Bengals-Vikings game last week, T. Higgins can Whew. still tear up defense. I mean, shoot, the, the game in Pittsburgh last year, uh, yeah. T. Higgins, I, mean, I don't think Jamar Chase played in that game. 
I had him if on I remember my bench correctly. in fantasy football, much to my chagrin. I thought Ooh, playing yeah. Zay Flowers over him would be a better idea, which it has uh, been. Yeah, it has been throughout parts of the year, but uh, I yeah. am not in the postseason anymore in that uh, in that league. But anyway, Mark asks, uh, was the offense this simplistic under Ben in Canada? Well, I mean, it was Canada's system, so yes. Obviously, Canada tweaked his system to fit Ben's quarterbacking, but then the big variable there is Ben was Ben. He was a 17-year vet at the time. Um, he has he has the autonomy, whether the team gives it to him or not, to change things at the line and to play backyard football. And if mm-hmm. things aren't going very well according to the game plan to just be like, I'm going to do things my way because I know, I think I know, like I've been playing this long enough to, to know what I need to do in order to win. And um, yeah, Kenny and Mitch and everybody else does not have that same autonomy. So, yeah. Uh, Matt uh, so says, yes, but you, no. <laughs> Matt says, who do you think a good offensive coordinator would be for the Steelers next year? Matt, I would love to answer that question, but two things. Number one, we don't know at this stage who's going to be available for that. And number two, that's a topic for the offseason. That's it. That's simply just a topic for January. We got to we got to get through three more games here first and then three we will more. talk about the candidates. The NFL season's too long, man. I mean, it, like like I like long. I I get it like like for the, you know, for the longest time it was 16 games and they only added on one more game, but man, like okay, let's just do let's do simple math here. What is what is one divided by seven or yeah, one divided by 17 to get the percentage there. One divided by 17. That's almost 6% that like that, that you, you do, you add on one game in a, in a major league baseball season or a NBA or NHL season. That's not that big of a deal. You add on one game in an NFL season. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like going from 16 to 17 is quite a bit. It's too long. 16 was long enough. It was a perfect yeah. number. They didn't need to change anything. And it was an too even long. number too, by the way. Yes. Like I don't like the odd numbered yeah, season. Number. Like, like I'm trying to think like, is there any other professional sports league? Like, pr- like no. prominent. No. I can't know those. No, they're all even be NHL and NBA are both 82 premier league is 38. They're all even. Yeah. Yep. NFL. Evan asked if uh, Evan asks. If it goes that way, will there be some fire Tomlin chance? I think there could be. Can't rule anything out with uh, with this kind of crowd. Uh, and Brent asks, who does Joey Porter Jr. shadow? I think it'll be T. Higgins. Yeah. Um, I think Tyler Boyd will be left for whoever else. And, well, uh, yeah, well, I T. agree. Higgins is the, T. Higgins is the more dangerous of the two. That's nothing against Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd's a really, really good receiver. But yeah. T. Higgins is Jamar Chase when Jamar Chase isn't there. Right. All right. Enjoy the game. Enjoy your holiday. Chris and I will be back Tuesday, December 26th for the Southside Beat. We're taking Christmas Day off. There's a game tomorrow, Sunday, Christmas Eve. Obviously, Christmas Day on (laughs) Monday. And a Merry Christmas to you as well, Darren. Yeah. And thank you for a great year as well. And thank you all for a great year as well. We greatly appreciate all of you. We hope you have a happy and safe holiday with you and your loved ones. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the celebration. Enjoy whatever you enjoy, whatever that needs to be. Uh, and we appreciate all of you and wish you all and yours a very happy holiday. He's Chris Halleck. I'm Corey Christen. DK and Ramon in 30 minutes for the Ramon Foster Show. Keep it locked in. We will talk to you on Tuesday, a football Tuesday. Will it be a victory Tuesday or will it be a 
this season is over <laughs> on Tuesday. We'll find out tomorrow. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, everybody. Cheers. Merry Christmas.